Hello, my name is Arpita Mishra and this is the Adult Learning Lounge podcast series where I discuss about the challenges of an adult learner in today's day and age. How many of you and how many times have you picked up that big academic book, read a few pages and have not remembered anything after two days of reading? How many times have you completed courses either at work or outside of work, but have remembered nothing about it after a few days or months? Well, you are not alone. Stay tuned as in this episode, I'm going to reveal an information retention technique that everyone can use. If you are a learning designer, you can use this technique to create your learning strategy. But if you're not a learning designer, you can greatly benefit by using this technique as and when you intend to learn and remember something. Now, to begin with, we have to first understand how the brain works and processes information. Many of you would probably know this already, but here is a quick refresher. The brain as we know it is a complicated organ, but fortunately, the learning process that happens has been researched and established for us to understand. Our brain has a network of nerves, also known as neurons. How do these neurons look? Um, let me try to paint a picture of it. Imagine an octopus. So take an octopus, but imagine it has three legs instead of eight. Now that's our neuron. On that, to that neuron, it has a head, and the head is called axon. The legs are called dendritic spines and the legs have these toes-like structures like we have uh, toes and those toes-like structures are called dendrites. That is a very broad and simple picture of a neuron but that is probably all we need to understand the learning process. What these neurons like to do is uh, they like to reach out and tickle out these toes of an adjoining neuron. What that really means is neurons reach out, send signals from one to another. Anytime we learn something, this process starts to go on in our brain. Imagine all the neurons are talking to each other as and when we try to learn something and they create these set of links or what you also can call as they make connections. Now these links or connections strengthen when a person practices until eventually that person has a nice strong set of links in the long-term memory which we can easily pull while working on a job or whatever we are you know, trying to do uh, and we want to put that learning to use. It turns out when you are first learning something, for, for example, when you are learning, um, you are learning now because I am explaining, you're listening to this podcast and you are creating these weeks sets of links in your long-term memory. But these links are very weak. Each time you will retrieve this information from your own memory, you will strengthen these weak links to become stronger links. 
So think about this. You're listening to this podcast. You have taken these information from whatever I'm talking about, thereby creating some weak sets of links of neurons in your brain. Right after this podcast, you go about your life, you forget about this podcast and you have no need, probably you will have no need to retrieve the content of this podcast. Then what happens? What does the brain do? Here is what happens. Your brain will begin to sweep the weak links away because these links will be considered unused stuff. Now, how long uh, a brain will take to decide to sweep these unused links is something that varies from person to person. Simply put, any new learning information requires retrieval and use for the brain to accept as long-term memory. When I say retrieval, many of you might relate this term to some of the practices or activities we already do while we are learning, like underlining in a book when we are reading to help us remember. Or we also reread. We read uh, multiple times to learn and remember. Now, these practices are useful and they definitely help, but they are not called retrieval. And also they are not as powerful as retrieval. Retrieval practice is the most effective learning strategy for long-term memory retention. It involves recalling information from long-term memory without the use of external prompts or cues. Now, what are external cues and prompts? Now, practices like rereading or summarizing, taking notes, these are called external prompts and cues. They are helpful, but they're not powerful. We are talking about retrieval practice, the most impactful retention technique that works by strengthening the neural pathway in your brain that are responsible for memory. When we actively retrieve information from memory, it strengthens the connection between neurons, making it easier to recall that information in future. This is why retrieval practice is often referred to as the test enhanced learning approach as it mimics the experience of taking a test. Research has shown that learners who regularly engage in retrieval practice perform better on tests, retain information longer, and have a deeper understanding of the material. Additionally, retrieval practice can help you identify and fill in you know, the gaps in knowledge, allowing you to focus on the areas where you uh, may want to improve uh, more. Now, now we have established that retrieval practice is the best technique. It is probably one of the things that you want to do if you want to retain uh, information, especially as an adult learner. We have so many things going on in our lives. Some uh, We have children, we have pets, we have, uh, have full-time jobs, and uh, we also have so many responsibilities that probably uh, uh, you know, a young learner doesn't have. So considering all that in mind, we want to spend our time in learning in a way where 
where we get most out of it. And that is where retrieval practice is the scientific technique that you can use to uh, retain all the information and make use of your time uh, to, to, you know, keep those information in your long-term um, memory. Now, I promised in the beginning of this episode that I'm going to reveal the best technique. So now I have I have mentioned the technique, which is retrieval practice, but you must be wondering, how do you actually apply it? What are the examples of retrieval practice? So now I'm going to give you an extensive list of, you know, examples for retrieval practice that you can utilize in your own learning. So let's get started then. The first example is something you all are already aware of. We all do it, just that you may not know that as a retrieval practice. Remember the quizzes and practice tests that we take? Yes, those quizzes and practice tests, you know, are one of the retrieval practices technique. When you answer to questions based on what you have learned is a type of retrieval practice. Some people use flashcards. They create a set of flashcards with questions on one side and answers on another. Test yourself by flipping through the cards and try to recall the answers from your memory. So practice tests, self quizzes, flashcards are a great way to retrieve practice, but 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 there are there are more. And um, so let me add to this example list of examples. Another example would be writing prompts. Uh, write a short essay or summary of the material that you are studying, focusing on recalling the information from memory. And then um, you can do oral exams. Have a friend or family member ask you questions about the material that you are studying and try to answer questions without the use of any external resources or any uh, prompts. Next in the line of examples, is mind maps. Mind maps are this, you know, excellent uh, way to retrieve information. Uh, what you do in a mind map is you will draw a visual representation of the material that you are studying, focusing on recalling the information from memory. You can draw, you can uh, probably, you know, use um, Visio to, to create a visual presentation or maybe a PowerPoint or in Excel or in Word document, whatever that visual, um, you know, medium will be, but that is how you can create a mind map some people use matching games. Now, what these matching games are, basically, you will create a set of matching cards uh, with terms and definitions or facts and examples. Then you will test yourself by trying to match the cards without the use of any outside resources. Now, I, I'm repeating this term without the use of outside resources. I simply mean to say that when you are practicing retrieval uh, technique, you, you cannot refer to the actual content. You cannot open the book and see what's in there. You cannot uh, have someone prompt to you the actual content. And that is the key because you want to retrieve what's in your memory and you want to practice that way. Something as simple as fill in the blank is a great way to retrieve. Write a sentence with certain keywords or phrases uh, left blank. 
try to fill in the blanks from by thinking from your memory what those terms were. Uh, free recall, try to write down everything you can remember about the material you are studying, focusing on recalling information from memory. You can do uh, group discussions. Group discussions are great. Participate in a group discussion about the material you are studying and then focus on recalling information. Um, Self-reflection is also a good technique. Uh, just reflect on what you have learned and try to recall information from memory without any external cues. I used to do this a lot in when I was in college. Uh, whenever I used to have an examination, then I would self-reflect a lot, like sit in a place and just think what all I have studied. What is the answer of that question? What if this question comes? What if that question comes? That That's a good way of uh, retrieval. Last but not least is my favorite. This example is teach back. That is no better way to hone the learning or remember something when you, you know, there's no better way to remember that than to teach to someone else or explain someone else what you have learned. This is one of the best ways to do retrieval practice. If you are an educator or learning designer or a training and development professional, imagine how you can make retrieval practice a part of your learning strategy. Um, you know, I have seen educators and learning uh, designers when they create courses or they, uh, you know, uh, assign these courses, We they do not think a lot about how learners are going to remember it. Making people complete a course only once does not validate learning in the long term. There is a need to facilitate this learning or this new knowledge or skill for a for a longer period of time by applying retrieval technique if we care about retention. If you are not a learning designer or if, if, if you are not in the business of learning and development, you, you can use these retrieval techniques for your personal study. As an adult learner or as adult learners, we are now required more than ever to constantly upskill, constantly learn. Some people learn because they have to, to keep up uh, at their workforce, keep up at their job. Some people learn out of curiosity. Some people learn because they want to advance in their career by uh, doing an additional certification or doing uh, taking, taking admission to get a degree. So retrieval practice for your personal study can save you a lot of time by helping you retaining information quickly and also for the long term. With that, we have actually come to the end of this episode. It was really great and I enjoyed my time putting this information together for you. I really hope you enjoyed listening to it. Thank you for listening.